My name is Blake Huffine, and I'm the pastor here at the Movement Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this message inspires you. hope it grows you closer to Jesus Christ. So let's jump right in and receive the message. Welcome to the Movement Church. In this video, we're talking about suffering, how to embrace it. This is a common theme that we find in the Scripture, that suffering is just something that is going to happen. It's promised. It's going to happen in, in either uh, in due time, maybe your life, maybe you think your life is just a theme, like my life theme is suffering. I've suffered since I was a child. I'm still suffering, and you're expecting yourself to suffer for the rest of your life. There's some of you out there that, that feel that way, and I'm here today to speak hope and to speak light into your life. Now, to start, I want to go to First uh, Peter chapter 2 and read verses 21 through 25, and um, let this set a foundation for what we're going to talk about. So this is Christ as our example is what it highlights this section of Scripture as, is what it gives a theme for. And this is what it says, verse 21, For you have been called for this purpose. So we're speaking to you. This is speaking to me. This is speaking to all of us as believers. For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. So for those of us that are suffering, this is, our, this is the purpose. This is our position in our suffering that we are now giving an opportunity to be the example, to represent the one that, that came for us. It gives, this has given us a moment to, to uh, act as he did. So this is what it says, following his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth, and while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. I'm going to read that again. While being reviled, he did not revile in return. We're already guilty. How many of us now have already fallen short because in our suffering, we spit back at those who were lashing out on us? While being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, you were healed. For you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. So whenever we are going through suffering, this is the foundation here. This is our foundation that we're going to lay that when we go through suffering, we're going to get placed in the position in our suffering that we can now make active decisions to be like Christ. It's an opportune moment that on the final journey that we read about and believe in on his way to the cross, the way he handled it, the way he entrusted himself to God is the example of how we are to go through our sufferings. And I know what you're thinking, that, that's hard. That's hard. You don't understand what people are saying to me. You don't understand how hard these people are pushing me and, and pressuring me. But in all reality, we have to look to Jesus Christ on the cross. I want to share a vision that I received early in my walk with Christ um, I was at work, and I was going through a lot of, of suffering and, and, um, and persecution, really, and it was with a, a close family member of mine. And I remember just crying out to God and saying, 
God, why? Why am I going through this? Why am I suffering? Why is this something that I'm dealing with? Why can't I just have peace? Why is there so much strife? Why is there so much going on? And I remember going into a vision. It was almost like a daydream. And I was standing outside of the gate of Jerusalem. And I was standing there with many, many people. And some were cheering, some were, were uh, crying and sobbing. And this group of people come uh, come up through the road that was separating the two crowds. And I can't make out the faces of any of them, but one, one man was carrying a crossbar, a, cro a cross member. And he was bleeding and beaten. His back was destroyed. I mean, his face wasn't even recognizable. But as he was coming up, he stopped right in front of me and turned and looked at me face to face. Now his face was blurred and beaten, but we all, we all know who that was. I know who it was, and I knew in that moment who it was, and I felt this big. I felt this big after having cried that out to God because it was in that moment that I realized that not only have I not suffered even close to what my Lord Jesus Christ has suffered. But I'm also placed in the position and in the opportunity to walk out my faith in him, to be like him, to live out the example that he set for me in these moments of suffering. I also want to share 2 Corinthians. You'll hear the old school Bible turn page sound here. 2 Corinthians 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. It's kind of a tongue twister. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is in abundance through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Or if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which is affected in the patient enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffering. What does this mean? This means that through Christ, we, we, in our suffering through Christ, we also have comfort. And through the comfort that we receive in our suffering, it overflows so whenever others are in affliction, when others are in suffering, we can give and embrace that same comfort that we have received from God. It can overflow into others who are suffering. This is a calling of the assembly also for the brethren. We are called to meet. We are called to be together. We're not called to be separate. Now, where there is placement for, uh, you know, internet separation for uh, services, that's all great and all grand, but in reality, God wants us together, and God wants us to embrace each other, especially in our suffering. So Romans 8, I'm going to give the last verse here, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about it. We're going to let the Holy Spirit lead. Romans 8, 17 and 18. Actually, I'm going to back up. I'm going to go to 16. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, okay? The Spirit of God testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also, 
ones who are going to receive, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. And if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. How great is that line right there? That if we suffer with Christ, if we endure and embrace our suffering and live the example that he set for us, we also will be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is revealed to us. The suffering of this time is, is irrelevant. It has no comparison to the glory that is coming. And that's what Christ could see all the way to the cross as he was being beaten and mocked and spit on. He didn't utter one thing back because he knew he could see ahead. He was in the spiritual vision through his eyes. He saw that the glory that was coming for himself and, and for his followers of those who were going to embrace this suffering as well and, and put their faith and kneel at the cross that he was headed for and he was carrying, he could see the glory that was coming for all. And that is the mindset that we have to have through our suffering that even though it may look hard even though it feels hard and even though it hurts the flesh the spirit is so much stronger to endure the suffering so we can embrace the glory that is coming so in your suffering in your suffering whether it's at work maybe maybe it's in your emotions right maybe maybe it's in your marriage maybe it's financially wherever it is we're going to have to embrace it. We're going to have to embrace it and endure and know that Christ is in it and that Christ is going to bring comfort. Now, if your suffering, if your suffering is more of a sin that you, you cannot break free from, you've, you've fasted, You've, you've tried and you've tried, and it seems like you've cut the hands off of it. You've gouged the eyes out, as, as Jesus said, that if you can't, uh, if, if your eye causes you to sin, to, to pluck it out. If it seems that you've done all of those things, and still yet you have this overwhelming pull to sin, then you probably need deliverance. And we'll pray that at the end. But I'm talking about the suffering that is just from life, from other people, from um, uh, disadvantages that we have. So in reality, whenever we think about our suffering and when we come to the terms of the things we're facing in life, we have to understand that God has a plan. And I know everybody hates hearing that God has a plan it's just so baseline to hear, but when you embrace this and, and realize that, that there is a will placed over your life by the Father, and whenever you walk in that and you pray and you live in the will of the Father, suffering is promised that other people are not going to like you. <laughs> Jesus said, if they, hate, if they hate you, remember they hated me first. If you're, being, if you're suffering for the glory of God, if you are suffering for your righteous life and the things, if you're embracing the word of God and, and you're doing the work of Jesus, if that's where your suffering is, then you should give praise and glory because, brother, you've made it. You're here. You're walking in the anointing. So let's just close with a prayer here that if, um, if you're struggling to embrace your suffering, I'm going to pray that the Holy Ghost would come on you, that you would get boldness, that you would get supernatural strength and endurance, 
and that you would get wisdom to see what God wants you to learn through the suffering that you're going through. And if you're suffering because of, um, because of an overwhelming impulse to sin that you've tried and tried to break free from, and it doesn't seem like there's any relief, we're going to pray for that as well. So let's go into prayer here. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Firsthand, we want to just give praise and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ in his name for what he did, because we all know that we couldn't make it on that road without you. And so as we think back to the journey to the cross and all the suffering and the ability to, to keep, our, keep your mouth shut, Lord, help us do it that way where we could keep our mouth shut in that way. But we think back to that and we look back to that and we give all praise and glory to you, Lord, who, over, who overcame sin and overcame the grave. And so in this moment, Lord, as we look at our suffering, as we talk about our suffering, God, we pray for supernatural ability to live the way Christ lived through his suffering. God, help us live that way. Help us be an example in our suffering so that, so that others can, can be comforted and others can see and know that there is one who is worthy and one, that one who's worthy lives on the inside of us, Lord. That the only way that we live our life and that we keep our mouth shut and as those who strike us and spit at us, we just turn the other way and let them get the other side of us. Let them get the other side. If they hit us, let it turn, let's turn the other cheek and let them hit the other cheek. God, help us endure our suffering so that we can be the example that you set for us. And right now, for every person watching that is struggling with, with a sin that they cannot break free from in life, I bind it and I speak to it in the name of Jesus, you unclean spirit, come up and out. Set this person free from their, from their bondage. Set this person free from the sin. They do not want you in their life, and you have to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Any spirit of lust, any spirit of, of idolatry, any spirit of adultery, Jezebel's spirit, spirits of addiction, spirits of iniquity, all unclean spirits bringing sin into this person's life must leave in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining. If you need any help, feel free to reach out and have a blessed week.